wait, I can make money off the clothes in my own closet? Sign me up. Hi, my name is Christina Dean, and welcome to my podcast, Poshing Together. I am the owner of Seedings Closet on Poshmark and Instagram. I've been a reseller for a year, created an Instagram account to market my small business, and connect with other entrepreneurs on how to grow and level up in the community. Here, I will be sharing all the tips and tricks every other week that I have learned along the way when it comes to making sales, marketing your business, and interviewing other resellers with their own skill sets to share. This will all be to bring you a beginner-friendly guide to reselling, either as a part-time or full-time gig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Poshing Together with your host, Christina Dean. And to be honest, today's episode is a bit untraditional in the sense that we're actually going to be covering all of the things. Mostly because we are stepping, in true Elsa fashion, into the unknown. To date, it is March 24th of the year 2020, which means this episode is happening in real time during COVID-19. And because one of my core values is choosing joy and sharing tools with you about reselling and Poshmark and making all that extra money... We're going to focus on the positives within this situation that has really thrown a curveball to probably everyone. So the topics I'm going to be covering are coming from circulating questions and concerns and worries that I have personally been seeing each day, every time that I open my social media, especially in the reseller community. And these are questions I've seen others post. These are questions I've received myself in my direct messages. These are questions when I opened up my podcast to questions from the community. These are questions that have been coming in. Some of these are extremely valid concerns, ones that I've wondered myself. How do you source when Goodwill is closed? How do you source when you can't leave your house? How do you get new inventory when there are not other thrift stores that you can go check out? Do you just shut down your closet page? Do you put it on vacation mode? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? And really, I'm going to be sharing in real time what I am doing. And I believe these are going to be helpful answers to the handful of questions mailing about, but this is my experience and this is my journey. And these are just my thoughts as I'm really in the middle of this as well. And these are not going to be perfect answers, but they're just going to be different options to try. So let's start with the question of, since I can't go sourcing, I need inventory. And a free way that I've got an inventory, one of my favorite ways to get inventory, is asking my community for donations. I made a post about how sourcing by word of mouth is my favorite way to source. And I even went as far as making a podcast, peep episode five, 
about all the different ways to source beyond Goodwill. But sourcing by word of mouth is what got me six bags of clothing donations in great condition, great items for free. Then after I made that post, I got 50 plus messages in my DMs about how do you ask your community for a donation? So I've responded to all of you, but I'm sure somebody listening might be wondering the same thing. And so I figured I am just going to read to you exactly what I posted on all of my social media accounts. And I did use two different photos that I posted to my socials, both of them being really cute bags of the donations of the items I received. To quote, picture one on all the socials went out like this. Spring cleaning is the perfect time to sort through your closet. Want to try your hand at selling on Poshmark? Great. I have a podcast for you. Or feel free to reach out at my Instagram page, cdeans underscore closet, for all the tips and tricks on how to make a profit off your own clothes. Then I would even plug my code, my cdean underscore closet code, for the 10 free dollars to any new poshers downloading the app. And I'd move on to making my next photo. So in the very first post, I didn't actually ask anyone for anything. I was offering up tools to give away for free to anyone interested in reselling their own clothes. Then in the next photo, with the cute picture of the donations, I created the message saying, Just want to give your clothes to Goodwill? I would love to take them off your hands. Two sweet friends of mine have already donated their unwanted items to me, and I'd gladly come to you and pick up yours. So these were simple, sweet, to-the-point messages. It goes on all of my socials, my personal accounts, and I would even reach out via text to other friends in my community just to really get the word out. And many, many people already know that I am a reseller, but I talk about it pretty openly and I talk about it pretty often. Some questions that actually came up about sharing with your community end up being how some people get asked, well, if I donate these items to you, am I going to get any profit? Am I going to split profit? And I think those are great questions. I would be wondering the same thing if someone was asking for donations and I saw that they were reselling clothes. And what I have tended to say, because this is where I'm at, I am not personally consigning yet, but I am really, really thinking that Other resellers have done this and that it is a great thing to do. And even though I'm not there yet, I think you could find plenty of people who would be willing to work with you and consign items with you. And I know some resellers that create a contract, they have specific expectations, they create a percentage, they have a clear cut on who makes what and how does it work and all those bits and pieces. I'm personally not there yet. But if you are with anyone in your community, I would just say be really diligent about those clear guidelines and expectations when it comes to splitting money with someone else, whether that's a friend or a community member. I just think those guidelines are really, really important. Okay, next. List that freaking death pile. 
for the love. You can't make money off of it if it's sitting on the floor. Then, once you've done that, right? So you might even have inventory sitting around. Boom, death pile listed. Do a double take of your personal closet. Do a sweep, uh, check in what is too big, too small, is something you don't really wear anymore, and just be honest with yourself because you can always go shopping again later if you are wanting to get more inventory. And honestly, I find this to be so valuable that I saw one of my friends, Ashley, who's on Instagram, she's known as Recloth Collection, she made an entire post about all the different ways to source, especially right now. Her post is basically titled, How do you source and find new items to list without ever leaving your house? Is that thematic? Is it appropriate? Is it really current with our time? Yes. And I loved her post so much that I'm going to tag it in the bottom of this podcast in the show notes. I think you should definitely take a look at it. You should give her a follow and you should continue to peep her content because it's fantastic. So from one of her tips, I found 20 new items to list from my own personal closet. And that was just from one of her tips, right? Like she provided a bunch on her post. And the reality is I can always shop for myself later. I love to declutter anyways. So the minimalist in me is happy dancing to further rid myself of clothes that I do not wear or use anymore. Now, say that you are truly out of inventory. Like all of your neighbors gave you some, you posted everything you own, and you are still wondering, what else can you do for free? Hi friends. It's time for a quick break. What I wanted to chat with you about that I am so excited for is my friend Ashley's new ebook that is called The Posh Starter Guide. So if you are a newer reseller or you are someone that's been trying a few different things but really wanting to dig into what works to be successful on Poshmark specifically, this ebook is just for you. And I have a coupon for $10 off for you if you're interested. Use code CDEANS10 when you're checking out. I'll link it in the show notes. And again, that is code CDEANS10. C-D-U-E-H-N-S-1-0. Thanks. Well, there are two things that you can do. So these two things are things that I have absolutely been doing, one of them being relisting. Relisting my items is my best friend. I will go and do it at least to five items every single day. Think about it. If everyone's at home listing all the things, that really awesome free people sweater that you listed a month ago, nobody even knows it's for sale. And relisting brings these items back to just in, which is, by the way, how some people shop. They do like to shop by just shared, but sometimes people like to shop with what is just in and what's fairly new. 
And you can peep my episode four of my podcast for in-depth details on the how to step-by-step relist an item. So I will literally share my whole closet. Then I go and relist five items. And then I'll go and share my closet again later. I will share every single item that is still available for sale. And I really love this consistency, especially when it feels like everything else in my life has been turned upside down. Because I'm a teacher too. So literally everything right now is new. Distance learning, how to source from home. My husband and I are around each other all the time. Like our schedules are just so different and everything has been flipped upside down. But relisting and sharing my closet, that is a habit that I've already built. And I can ground myself in that practice that even if my whole business is changing, I have the ability to do some of those things that are the same, that have proven to show results. Uh Uh-oh, you said there were two things. Yes, this is the one that you don't want to hear, but it's time. It is time to clean out the junk drawer. And in this case, the junk drawer that I'm referencing is those old cover photos. And you know in your heart exactly which ones I'm talking about. You know that you have some of those old photos that you need to rephotograph. You might need to do a little love and TLC on some of those photos. It's time to retake those, right? You have time. You've probably changed and grown, hopefully, since you've taken those photos. Maybe you have a new setup. Maybe you have a different prop that you use because it's springtime. Maybe you have a better way to use your lighting opportunities. And I'm not even talking about a fancy ring light or all those really cool gadgets. I really am referencing it just the tools you have on hand. I personally use my iPhone, a gray wall, a hanger I found once, and I will go and make sure it is either really sunny outside in Minnesota or if it's not really bright that day, I've also used free editing apps on my phone that help me brighten my photos. So then I don't really have an excuse. If it's overcast and my wall is really gray, too bad. I can take a great photo and I can brighten it and utilize those different features that I have I can steam the item, I can iron the item, and I can make those really old photos look brand new. Is this as exciting as thrifting is? Nope. I would way rather go thrift, come back, list all my new items in a really beautiful cover photo fashion, but it's all part of the business. It's all part of the journey and you can't just focus on one aspect. It's like focusing on one muscle of your body and everything else isn't getting strong, only one part is. And you're turning a blind eye to those other parts and you're not paying attention to your blind spots in the business. This actually brings me to my next point that I didn't even know I was gonna go into. This is a really great time to establish your numbers. Take a look at your receipts. Add up all the cost of goods so far in this year. Add up all your expenses. Anything that you've purchased or you've used to resell in these past couple of months. 
Maybe that's your cost of goods, or maybe you drove somewhere and you got gas, or you used tape, or you have different tools, or you have business cards, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Add up your expenses. Watch a YouTube video on how to track these. Create a spreadsheet. Dig into those numbers so that you are aware of them front and back, that you feel confident of getting that hard part done with all this newfound free time that you may have. Maybe you'll walk away with a really smooth new system for your bookkeeping that you never knew that you could create. And since we aren't driving for a while, I guess you don't have to add gas into that expense. Okay, so something else you could do is you could order new supplies. And on episode two, I actually talk about all the free supplies with free delivery that I love to use from USPS for my shipping. But this can be time to support... Other small businesses that might have cute thank you cards or maybe you get your items in bulk or you want to make a new business card or you want to get a sticker, whatever. You can take a look right now and organize just the different systems you have and get some of that stuff ordered. And by now, you're noticing we are stepping into the not free territory. Because I'm going to be honest with you, friends, the only two ways that I have found to source is either by word of mouth, asking for those donations and talking about what I do, or using my personal closet. Those are the only two free ways I have found to source. And if you have everything else in check, you feel comfortable enough at this time to continue to invest in your business, then let's talk about how to source when you can't physically go thrifting. And guess what? It's 2020. And what I mean by that is it's not 1820 when your resources were much more limited and internet didn't really exist and nobody maybe was really even reselling at that time. But You guys, it's 2020. We have access to the internet, free tools, accessibility. We have all this luxury of sourcing without ever leaving our house. We have the luxury of sourcing online. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is new territory for me as well. I've only ever really sourced off Poshmark officially when it comes to online sourcing which again, I dive really deep into in episode five, but this is a time where you could go support a reseller. Go shop their sale. Pick out items you might want to try to resell. Buy a mystery box. Hunt down for a low-priced item that might resell for a high-quality price. These are all things you can do. These are all things that I've done, and I've loved them. But... Here's where I'm going to wander into the unknown territory because I do need new inventory as well. I am right there with you and I'm curious on new ways to source online that I have never really explored before. So the first place I'm going to wander into is the waters of Thread Up. For one, I actually ordered a clean-out kit to rid myself of old items that haven't really been moving in my closet, and I'm really excited to try that out for myself. Just really figure out what is a clean-out kit, what does that mean, how can I be sourcing 
and also reselling off ThreadUp. And that was kind of my first step. Then, because of my friend Ashley's post earlier, I have discovered Courtney on Instagram, right? And you might have heard of her too. So Courtney, or I think her name is Courtney on Posh, she has a bunch of followers and she's this fabulous reseller that has actually been using ThreadUp to source for about a year. You might be thinking, what? Like she could have been thrifting this whole time. And she probably has been, but she's also used online sourcing for her reseller journey. And this gal is so great. She creates YouTube videos with all these different posh tips and all those good things. But in real time, she has created new YouTube videos that she's going to post each day of this week on how she sources through ThreadUp. And I actually watched yesterday's episode titled Sourcing Online for Resellers Part 1 ThreadUp. And I was super pumped about what I was learning. I was literally watching her video and playing around with what she was saying in a different tab. And it just opened my eyes to this new possibility of how to be sourcing. What's really great is she's going to keep making a video each day to highlight a different way that she's sourced online. And I doubt that she's the only person creating these videos, but I really appreciate how concise and to the point she is. And you 100% know that I am taking her Instagram and her YouTube URL in the show notes because I think you need this in your life if you're considering sourcing through ThreadUp or you are wanting just to follow along how she sources through other online platforms and then you can kind of make your choice on do you want to try sourcing through a different way? How are you going to do that? You'll have all those tips at your fingertips. Now, you have gathered all of this new inventory from your online sourcing experience and say that you are relisting and staying consistent and sharing your closet, but you might wonder, okay, how can I promote or maybe increase my sales or try something different and try something new? And this question actually comes from a message I've received about how do you have a sale on Poshmark? Not like how do you sell something on Poshmark and get one sale, but how do you have an actual clearance or a sale or a promotion? And Here's the deal. I think there is somebody having some sort of sale on Poshmark at all times of the day, in every season, 24-7, 365 days a year. And you could be one of those people. You just have to be willing to use trial and error, be willing to know that there is a lot of different sales out there, so some people are kind of sale hopping, and basically just be willing and flexible to try a couple new different things. So I've personally had my most recent sale take off, the one that I am having five items for $35. And I've also had other sales that brought in Jack Diddley Squat. Nothing happened. Posted about my sale everywhere on all the platforms and nobody cared. Nobody shopped it. So that's just to preface that you need to be flexible when you're setting up a sale through Poshmark. And some of my tips I have, the things I do, things that I found to be helpful are 
mostly setting up my sale through Poshmark and maybe talking about it a bit on Instagram, but I don't really see a lot of Instagram traffic being brought to my Poshmark page because most of my followers are also resellers. They are wanting to receive free things like joy and the value that I bring, not necessarily just go and shop my stuff. But despite that being said, I will go, I'll make a cute icon, usually on Canva, and then I will be able to use that, I'll digitally create it, add my closet name, and I will just really promote the sale that I'm having. For example, my current one being the 5 for 35, or other sales that I've done would have been a 2 for 20, 3 for 30, 4 for 40, that's one sale. I've had a buy one, get one sale. I've had a 50% off everything sale or a BOGO 50% off. It, it just honestly really depended on what my inventory was, what I was feeling that day, how long I wanted to have it. So not really a rhyme or reason for my sale, just genuinely me trying different things. And something new that I've really started to do And this can only work with a few different sales, and you'll kind of see why. I started to add my sale into the title of each item that is a part of that sale. So any item in my closet right now has the 5 for 35 if it's part of the sale. And at times I've used an emoji to try to signify a sale, but not everyone always knew what that meant. They're like, what does this little heart have to do with anything? And some devices can't actually see emojis. They just see a little box. So that doesn't always tell everybody that this item is specifically included in the sale. So I've found that when I highlight the specific sale I'm having in the title, that has been really beneficial to have clarity on my closet page. Then something else that I do, I will go and relist some items, uh, maybe anthropology items or free people items in the sale so that they pop up in just in, maybe I'll price them at $25, and then anyone shopping, maybe looking for a deal, will see, oh, this is for 25 bucks, oh, but this person's having a big sale in their closet for five for 35, maybe I should go take a look, maybe I can get myself a mystery box, and you just might bring in different buyers to your page opposed to when I've maybe had an emoji and people just thought I don't know what that means. So that's another thing I do. And lastly, I will also, for any person that likes any item that's within the sale, I will drop a comment and just mention like, thanks for stopping my closet. You're so awesome. I am currently having a sale right now. But if you are just interested in this one item, we can work out a deal for you. And that way, every single person that interacts with my page has exposure to my sale in a bunch of different ways. So sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't, but I think this is kind of a great time to try it out. Maybe you can do build your own mystery boxes or have a 50% off, or really you have to decide what will work best for you and where you're at and what you want to try. And this really brings me to my next point. As we step into the unknown, I think the best thing to do for myself is to continue to arm myself with knowledge. The more knowledge I have, especially as things are changing, the more that knowledge will drive out fear. And 
I personally am gonna want to equip myself with more YouTube videos about sourcing online, maybe different haul videos from online sourcing experiences about popular brands. I'm gonna learn new things that I may not have ventured into when I was sitting in my comfort zone. I'm really excited to see if I love online sourcing potentially more than I love regular sourcing at a thrift store. I'm honestly really excited for you, even if you end up trying one new thing from this episode about how to keep on passion on. I think that as scary as change is, sometimes change can be good. That could be because I'm an Enneagram 7 and I love change, but I just have loved how much I've seen this togetherness, how we truly as a community are all in this together, and just how much joy that's brought to me, how people are just so willing to jump in and help one another out and create new content and share with one another the different ways that we can do a bit of a change up in our normal, create a new normal, and move forward. And I think something exciting is maybe the opportunity for you to connect with a reseller online. Maybe set up a time to FaceTime one another. Be able to bounce new ideas back or connect online or talk about your dreams and game plans or follow new people, subscribe to a new channel. What other time in our life might we get a moment just to have a moment to learn? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast Poshing Together here today. If this was insightful and inspiring to your small business in any way, be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop every other week and you'll be the first to know about all the ins and outs of reselling, how to level up, make sales, and continue to grow your business. Love a specific part? Screenshot the episode and tag me using hashtag Poshing Together in your stories so I can see. Thanks! Thank you.